Everyone still looks uncomfortable. Perhaps they all remember that old saying, power corrupts. Welcome to Second Officer Slog, episode 23. I'm your host, M, and with me is regular co-host, Jackson. Hello, I am the regular co-host. We're here to talk about Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek Discovery is a new television show airing on CBS All Access. It is in its 13th of 15th episodes. It is almost over. Jackson, how do you feel about Discovery now that it's almost over? Hmm, weird. I mean, this is always the part where I feel the worst about any show. Yeah, I know. I mean, like whatever we'll talk about it let's just get into it we i haven't watched star trek i don't think you've watched star trek let's just talk about this one episode of star trek it's probably gonna be a fairly fairly short episode yeah no it's been a it's been a bad day for me so i i just want to get to it and get this podcast out sorry it's late that's also a problem yes i'm gonna go edit this and put it up hopefully after this there'll be a lot of podcasts dropping tonight slash tomorrow (laughs) yeah no it's been a disaster hopefully next week things will chill a little bit but you know what was also a disaster (laughs) Uh, everything on... Anyway, let's play some music. Oh, we don't play music. <laughs> we Never mind. Play music <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry, I just got off work. This episode... It's been a really long day. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I got you, though. This episode is called What's Past is Prologue. It is episode 13 of season one of Discovery. It aired 28th of January, 2018. It was written by Ted Sullivan and directed by uh, Olantude... Uh, Osunasami? That's close. <laughs> Olatunde Osunasami, yes. Okay, that, okay. Look, I knew I was wrong. I was doing my best. But, okay. Uh, I'm glad that you're as bad at Nigerian names than you are Japanese names. I'm bad at. I'm, <laughs> what do you expect from me? It's the not you, it's your entire legacy country. Of my yes. awful country li- lives on in my accent and it's pronunciation. It's almost <laughs> as if uh, empires are meant to fall. Or almost, almost <laughs> as if that. Who could say? Yeah, no. Ah, uh, so yes, in this episode, um, oh, a lot happens. A lot happens. It is uh, the conclusion of the Mirror Universe arc that's been going on. I so would far. like to helpfully point out that Memory Alpha lists this as Mirror Universe episode seven of thirteen. <laughs> oh right, yes, because there's so much DS nine to go. Yes, and Mirror Mirror. Wait, but then, because I've done it in chronological order for some fucking reason. (laughs) Great. Great. What a stupid... What a good show. What a ridiculous wiki. But yes, no, so uh, this episode concerns itself with the big twist of last week, that Lorca is actually from the Mirror Universe, and the entire thing um, is about his, like, fight uh, with Emperor Georgiou. And how that all goes down. Do you want to um, briefly, or do you want me to briefly summarize what happens this episode? Then we can talk about the episode. I don't think we need to do a beat by beat summary because yeah, we don't. This episode yeah. has a lot of action, and just like in our Gundam recaps, when action happens, it's not actually interesting to summarize. There's a lot of the battle rages. So there's like yes. two plots, um, but they're kind of the same plot. I don't know. You, if you want to do, it, you can do it. I can do it if you if you'd rather me do it. So Lorca is from the Mirror Universe. He is the uber racist, even more so than normal Mirror Universe people. 
And he now believes that him going to the prime universe was like the hand of fate deigning him to obviously be the person who will run the Terran Empire. And he's going to take out Philippa Georgiou. And basically, as he breaks out of all of his friends, he does that very rapidly. Like, he's very quickly taking over the ship. Uh, meanwhile, uh, everyone on Discovery has a plan to take out that ship and the thing that's corrupting all of the Massilia network by shooting the giant glowing orb on the ship. That's the weak point. Go figure. But to do that, they need Michael Burnham to shut down the protection field around it. Michael Burnham is trying to get to Georgiou, trying to stop uh, Gabriel Lorca, and also now needs to shut this down. And she handily does all of these things because she's Michael Burnham, damn it. And she will get anything done she puts her mind to. Uh, there's a bunch of fighting, and I mean a bunch of fighting. Uh, a lot of people get vaporized. There's like force fields, emergency transporters, all the things that probably made some Star Trek nerd on a message board very angry all happen in this episode. But she succeeds in turning off the thing. Um, Mir Stamets, because the Stamets actually weren't body swapped. We were wrong about that. Sorry. Uh, Mir Stamets. We were wrong about everything. Mir Stamets gets murked uh, by getting shot and vaporized. And Lorca goes, I hate poetry and shoots him. It's very dumb. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Michael Burnham meets Emperor Jarju and convinces her that together they can stop Lorca and they have to stop Lorca because Lorca is clearly the biggest evil. And they do that by like her bringing her in just like Leia does to Chewie in Return of the Jedi, basically. And it's equally just a trap, obviously. And anyway, it's kind of dumb. Uh, and then there's a big, huge firefight and like Lorca and Michael Burnham stand like have this fight with each other and Michael Burnham gets the drop on him and is like, I won't kill you. That's what we do. That's what Starfleet is. And then Emperor Drudgey's like, but I will. And then stabs him through the chest, killing him. Well, actually, that doesn't kill him, though it probably would if he didn't fall through the trapdoor into the giant Massilia orb and then get, like, disintegrated into the Massilia network. Presumably dead. I guess they could always write him as being in the network, but I don't think they will. That's stupid. Because they made him too cartoonishly evil to bring back. Um Yep. Anyway, the, uh, meanwhile, so no, the thing is down like the shield is down because Burnham got that done and the discovery is coming in and is going to shoot that core. That core is going to cause a massive explosion that will destroy the uh, Charon. But it, ideally, it will allow the discovery to ride the waves and get home, but only if they go to warp and hit the wave just right because the warp bubble provide extra shielding, blah, blah, blah. It's just a bunch of, like, technobabble. Star Trek is here still in yep. this. Um, and they shoot the thing. They go to shoot the thing, and everything's going to blow up. Um, and Georgiou's like, I will I will save. I will hold the line, Michael Burnham, as all of Gabriel Lorca's men come in. Uh, you beam out. Be safe. Go do whatever you do, I guess. You're kind of like my Michael Burnham. And then as she gets beamed out, she grabs on to Philippa Georgiou. And they both get beamed out just as the Discovery shoots the thing. The ship explodes and they warp. And uh, Paul Stamets has some trouble but manages to get them into their universe. Hooray. The day is saved. Except <gasps> once they get to their universe, they realize that they did not get into the right time in their universe and it is nine months later and as they try to check the status of the war the federation klingon map war i don't even know how they get this information really but whatever it's not worth talking about the map is just federation shrinking as the klingon thing grows and it's revealed that in the nine months federation has lost almost all of its space to the klingons the war is basically over and the federation is losing the end 
it's exhausting this show's exhausting (laughs) yes i'm really excited for season two to be chill like there's been a few things people talking like yeah we have a plan for season two like we've already broke what the whole arc's about and it's gonna be another arc but we want to do more like star trek episodes now that people like our show because yeah well so there's there's multiple things here is that this should have been the finale I guess, uh, but it can't because of well, it can't because of all the stuff that has to be wrapped up. But thematically, I guess what the show was building to is uh, Lorca being like an actual mirror for the Federation, and then her going, "You could have asked to come home. We would have. That's what we do." Like that's the climax of what the show's been doing. Um, but it's just kind of shoved all into this one episode. So there's no time to deal with it at all. Uh, you said something that is very true to me yesterday, which is that what they've actually done is they've made a 15 hour Star Trek movie. Yeah, no, because my, my complaint is with the Star Trek movies, specifically the TNG ones, is that it's impossible to make, you know, Abrams verse two. It's impossible to give you this crew that you identify with and then has a threat to them that they have to tackle in Star Trekky ways that, like makes sense has character beats and fills up two hours it's just you can't fit all that in star trek doesn't work at that pace thankfully they found a solution which is just make 15 hour movie there you go <laughs> yeah i mean like they did but also okay the same so, they, movie so, they, so they made like they made like three movies actually one of them is two hours one of them is like nine hours this one is like six i guess there's probably going to be another short movie in the last two episodes yeah but like it's the thing that it has that the movies don't have is that every 45 minutes any fucking twist comes out of nowhere uh and there's just too many there's just too many even if we called basically every single one of them yeah um there is definitely too many and this one like di- like all the things we were saying about Lorca still being the captain and maybe not being so cartoonishly evil <laughs> uh, all, all wrong we were so hoisted by one week of history we were doing um, so well before that so I'm, I feel okay I, you know I like being wrong also being wrong is good but it's disappointing when the way is like man they wouldn't abandon all that nuance they did but also did. at the same time like i've been watching the show going yeah of course these are the choices i'd make sure yeah no this is all come to bear exactly how i'd expect and then just watching it all dissolve as gabriel Lorca gets stabbed and then dissolved himself uh made me excited to watch a thing that i didn't exactly know beat for beat i don't think it's will... like the smartest choices but i'm the surprise on some level works all on its own <clears throat> yeah uh i think it was interesting um especially with like yeah, so I, I'm not very interested in the the war stuff at the moment. I should I haven't watched the preview. Apparently, the preview sets up what the actual story is going to be, but I don't watch those. I don't understand people who. I do, don't understand why you don't watch them. They're part of the episode. I'm gonna be there next week. I'm not like not they run the preview the before they run the credits. Like it's right built into the episode, which is stupid. No. <sighs> anyway, the joy of uh, watching TV live is that you get to watch the previews, and no one knows I, anything more than what's in the previews. Everyone's like, "Oh, what does that mean? Are we being misdirected? No. Is this is what the next episode's about?" You get to be excited. No, because like you stop like thinking about what happened in the show that you just watched and what that means going forward, and start thinking about disconnected. It just means you're I always watching a trailer. I absolutely, do not feel that way. Uh, this is how I feel. I'm very st- staunch about this. M is my mirror counterpart. Yeah um but yeah so like it feels like there's just a lot of busy work wrapping up to do in this season i assume the final episodes will be fine uh, i don't know what they're actually gonna like fill them with i assume it's gonna be a lot of georgie stuff uh, um, georgiou laurel maybe some ash tyler you still have yeah, two no. klingons on the ship <laughs> that wasn't mentioned once <laughs> well you know only 43 minutes this week yeah 
Um, but yeah, a lot of fighting. Fighting for the most part, much better than the fighting has ever been on a Star Trek show ever, ever, ever. Uh, which only seems only like serves to make it feel smaller so this is one of the biggest episodes of the season just in terms of action happening and yet it was the one that felt most like a tiny episode of tv because of this because all the fighting happened in like a corridor (laughs) uh excuse me a corridor and a throne room but the throne room was at the end of the corridor uh no those are different areas areas i think They, they may be different areas of the ship but she the way it is played is the um, Georgia walks out into this corridor and Lorca's approaching from the other side of the corridor so it just makes it seem like the entire ship is a long corridor and I thought that was really funny. Yes, no, I mean, they're redressing like clearly like maybe one or two sets but those are implied to be very different spaces I feel like. Sure, but like the the budget for the what they're doing is not there even though they've got such a ridiculous budget compared to like old Star Trek or any Star Trek before this mm-hmm. that wasn't on uh, in the movies. Um... I think it's ridiculous that they'd still, it's st- they're still outreaching. They're still trying for something so much bigger than they can actually do. Uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That fight in the in the throne room is pretty cool. Uh, Georgia cl- kicks a knife thrown at her out of the air. It's fucking she cool. Sure does. <laughs> Someone said we we can't like not have Michelle Yeoh do this. <laughs> yeah. We can't cast her and there's, not have her do There's this. also some really exceptional, obvious stunt performers if you watch that sequence. Oh, there sure is. Yes. A <laughs> uh, lot of people getting vaporized. Being vaporized is horrifying. Yeah, no, they uh, they really just vaporize real bad. And I don't. I think that's specifically like the mirror universe guns. I assume that the phasers don't do that. No, but like we've seen how the Klingon vaporization has been yes. changed. This, yeah, it's this like season. a bunch of green dust. This is like, this almost looks like the old like TNG disruptor style where you just turn into like a red outline that like dissolves up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's, they're there and then they're not. It's really, it's fucked up. Yep. So, yeah, so that's, that's that. Um, what else is there in the, so another thing. The where we differed was that last week I was really excited for the stuff about the network. <laughs> Thinking, oh, the idea of this like existential threat to the entire universe that is also tied really nicely to the emotional stuff with Stamets uh, and Hugh. Clearly that's going to be like the central thing for the actual finale of the show. Like it operates on such a different scale, both uh, in terms of the actual threat and also the ridiculous universe love poetry that is the network plot. Um, so I was all very excited for some real friends at the table bullshit. It's not that. It's Star Trek. It's the thing they have to fix with, with the warp bubble. <laughs> uh, all, you, all they gotta do is put spores in their photon torpedoes and shoot it. <laughs> Yep. And then, like, there's a brief montage where he's like, follow Hugh's voice, open your eyes. And I'm like, I guess that's close to what I was expecting. But not, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I guess you still did it a bit, but, uh, uh, which is more on me for being really excited for thinking that was the turn they were going to make. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why I would think that of Star Trek, but I totally. You can't bring a threat that existential in and not have me expect it to, like, overtake everything and it ends up just being a kind of macguffin to get them home yeah yeah uh and now the network's healed and they could just theoretically use the network forever i mean they burned through all of their spores they can get some new spores that is not the at some point they have to stop using the network because star trek has to happen so i thought that was the out they gave themselves an out and then they undid it (laughs) 
Yeah. Also, uh, a green spore that might not mean anything, but there aren't any other green spores lands on Tilly's shoulder. I thought it didn't mean anything. I thought it was just yes. a visual. And I'm like, what, what if like, that what means something? Mean? What would it mean? I don't know. <laughs> the spores are green sometimes. To be determined in season two when they decide, hey, we put that spore on her shoulder. What if we did something with that? Yeah, possibly. That is that is totally a possibility. I'm not here to say it's not. Yep. Um, fantastic moments with Captain Sari, who is now just the de facto yes. captain so of the ship, I assume. We get an actual captain's log with Sari for one, which is just good, good. He describes himself as acting captain, but everyone's basically looking to him. And then in the moment where they realize what they got to do and that they'll probably die, he's like, "My." he calls back the thing from the trailer from the very first episode. He's like, my species is known for their ability to sense death. I do not sense death today. And then gives everyone a rousing speech about being the finest crew in the fleet. And like Tilly's crying and it's very good. The speech is like, uh, it's just, it's like, Lorca is not oh, a captain, yes. and this is Discovery's maiden voyage. Today, yes. this is our ship. And I'm like, yes, it is. Yes, it is, Captain Saru. Absolutely. Uh, captain Saru is great. Uh, if this show ends up being Doug Jones, captain of a starship with Burnham as the first officer, I'll be so excited. Uh, yeah, we were talking yesterday about this being like, only fucking Star Trek nerds could have a show in which you both have Michelle Yeoh and Jason Isaacs as, like, the captain, and you end up with Doug Jones. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, the most nerd-ass choice possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Good show. Yep. Um, what else is going on? Gabriel Lorca has some great moments when he's not being, like, the most, you let aliens come to our doorstep and get a foothold in our empire, you're not racist enough, Philip Ojojou. When he's not doing that stuff... He's like legitimately interesting and good, and I'm I'm really gonna miss Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs, by the way, is is very clear in a bunch of interviews that like, no, I knew I was gonna die the whole time. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, his interviews good because then he's like, oh, I knew I was gonna die, and then he also has to be like, um, oh, I don't know if I'm I can't say whether I'm coming back or not, even though all the news stories are about his farewell parties with the crew. <laughs> Like, I, I assume he's actually not coming back. Like, maybe season two they'll think of something dumb. No, I, I'm i pretty sure that pretty, dude's just gone, dumb. yes. Like you said, they made him too much of a cartoon. I think you will see way more. I think you will see Michelle Yeoh, like, in her, like, original Philip Azarju Prime Universe more than you will see Gabriel Lorca. Unless, there's no way. unless we never do know what the fate of Prime Universe Gabriel Lorca is. So, in the interview that he, like, Jason Isaac gives a bit of backstory that he thinks what it well, is. So, he's like, he's like, Gabriel Lorca could be anywhere. He could, like, totally just be, like, some guy living his life or whatever. That's what he said, basically, right? But there was another bit that said that there was backstory written that Mirror Universe uh, Lorca was going to be found out. So, he blew up the Baran? Yeah, um, so the so the thing that's revealed in this episode we didn't cover in the thing is that he he got he came into the prime universe in an ion storm transport accident the exact same as the uh, mirror mirror episode, which means that he absolutely had to swap bodies with Prime Lorca. Right, he, he right he did. Yes. So, so Prime Lorca <sighs> is either dead or running around the mirror universe somewhere. <laughs> I don't know, because like the way they fix that in Mirror Mirror is they swap back. Yes. It's never happened that only one... Hmm. I assume I assume he's dead. I assume he died in the ISS bronze explosion or whatever. Yeah, my my assumption is that he is essentially dead. Yes. Like, but yes, maybe the, the, find the, a way to write the, him the, in. Yes, right. The implication in the in the um 
in the interview is that basically Mirror Mirror happened where the Prime Universe immediately was like, oh, this guy's evil and tried to detain him and he blew up the ship. <laughs> Instead of Spock throwing him in the brig, he just blew up the ship. <laughs> uh, I mean, that that is the 10 years difference in the Federation, right? Yeah. Is that at this point, they will give the guy enough leeway to blow up the ship. Whereas in by the time of Star Trek, they just drag him to the brig and like, shut up. No. Also, <laughs> it's, most- you know, Spock, like... He's Spock, yeah. Yes. No, uh, I do love that scene where they cut back to. Yep. <laughs> so all of all of this mess and all of this whatever, and Lorca's like, I've been to another universe. I've seen fate and everything. And no one, everyone just kind of rolls their eyes at him because nobody <laughs> believes in fate because it's Star Trek. <laughs> yep. Two at the end of his like grand speech at like during the big final fight, uh, Michael Barnum's like, you could have asked us. We're Starfleet. We would have helped you get home. And he doesn't even understand what she's saying. Like even though he's been there, he's been there entirely through the war because the Baran thing happened during the war. And so for him, the Federation's like a bunch of like ideals that they talk about but don't actually live by because they're in the middle of a war with the Klingons. So mm-hmm. he's come in the exact right time to hit the Federation at a part where he would have succeeded and not been immediately found out. Um, and it's a real disaster. Yeah. No, that, that line is really good. It is yes. like the thing. It's like the one bit of actual like, oh, I see what they're doing here. There's actual themes here between everyone shooting each other for, well, five, uh, for 50 minutes. Also, when he talks to the Discovery, because they're like in contact mm-hmm. with Burnham, he's like, I'd ask you all to join my uh, army and you're all good soldiers, but you're too brainwashed by Starfleet. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I, I do love you all. You do know that, but you're all, you're all brainwashed. You're all part of a cult. So yeah. goodbye, go away, go home. I guess whatever. I don't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yes. Uh, what else is there in this episode? Uh, apparently, there's um. Is it is that so? On mirror, mirror, mirror. Yes, yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't know without looking, so it's not worth bringing up. Okay, yeah. you know what I was going to talk yes, about. So yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, thing that, yes. No. Uh. uh so I guess the only thing worth talking about left is that Philip Georgiou, Empress of the Terran Empire, is now on the Discovery. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> I am curious as to where this is going to go, because I couldn't tell with this episode how much they were actually portraying the Emperor of the, like, evil racist, like, Emperor... Uh, empire of an entire universe that has caused untold de- like evil in a way that is beyond cartoonish and we're like sympathizing this figure because another thing they always do with the mirror universe is that it's like the people are not inherently evil but a victim of this ridiculous circumstance yes. i don't think that holds true when you're literally the empire so the yes. thing i am uh or literally the emperor so the thing i am like curious about is are they actually trying to make us sympathetic or are they just showing that burnham is like trying to fix what she did yes because I, she's burnham i definitely read that as burnham insisting that she can like if she saves this georgiou somehow she can like make her see reason and be the person that she needs her to be and get her like fake mom back right yeah but like if she's able to i that's hmm. i 100 percent do not believe she will be able to and I'm part of that, that is because... based on what the like next episode's about from the preview and that's my hope because like one of the better moments with her is when she's like i won't kill you because i'm starfleet and she's like well i will because i'm the evil emperor of the the terran empire also she is furious that she's been brought onto the discovery and brought to the prime universe she is so mad that she hasn't been allowed to die with honor it's the most klingon thing that's happened yes (laughs) it's like why would you save me i was going to have an honorable death in battle yeah i'm like ah a wharf episode Mm mm-hmm 
so yeah, I mean, the, we said last time that the thing that happens as they close off all the possibility spaces, but don't fully reach the ending. Every like at this point, if I was watching it, I would just have watched the rest of the episodes, and I wouldn't have this weird nebulous awkward space where i didn't know if i liked where it was going or not yeah um i'm also just as a person uh i like the openings of big stories more than um the back halves i guess yeah like i like when everyone can see the pieces moving and you're like okay what does this mean what's this setting up especially on anything like a series of this size or a huge you know movie or event comic book or something dumb when like the part that's fun about it is that introduction where it's cutting between a billion different things and setting up a billion different plot lines and everything feels like a world of possibility and now it has to say something uh and it's like some of the things it's saying are like fine i don't think it's not star trek but it's definitely not as exciting as it was when Yep. It came back and you were like, oh, they've made this? <laughs> so here's my question for you. Yes. Season two. Say yes. we get Captain Saru and First Officer Burnham. Who's the Bones? Is it Stamets or is it Ash Tyler? Oh, I mean, the Bones is Tilly? I, I think it's, I, I don't think that can be Tilly. I don't know. I think it's Stamets like, or Ash Tyler, right? I th- no, it has to. I mean, in, in that in that scenario, it's Ash because I think the like Stamets and Tilly and and Burnham are like the engineering trio, and so then. But she's going to be less and less the engineering trio as like she's the oh, first. Right, officer she wants of the to be show. on the command track. Yes. Right. Hmm. As hmm. as we get back to the bridge and we get to hang out with Aryum and Kayla Detmer and. Uh, Lieutenant they, uh, Owo Sekun with the good hair. They get some things to do. Yes, this week, like not much. Yeah, no. But I mean, mirror mirror Lieutenant Owo Sekun gets vaporized. <laughs> Rip her. Rip. I mean, as soon as she was there giving like a few, more than two lines, I was like, well, she's fucking dead. Yes. Um, <laughs> no what's her face? Uh, the old security officer died again. That also happened. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, everyone died in the Mary Universe. Yes. No. Anyone who's on that ship is now rip, 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 as as is known. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, what do I want for season two? Like, I definitely want it to chill the hell out. I want the yes. Klingon stuff to be wrapped up. Uh, but does the Klingon stuff being wrapped up uh, not include Ash Tyler and the Rel? No, I want like outside of the context of a war. What do those characters yes. like do? That's fair. Um, I I just mean like the Federation. Don't, I don't necessarily want the Federation to be at war all the time. Yes, no. Uh, I want to see what this crew, like how this crew adjusts. Uh, Captain Sarah is going to be very interesting. I really hope that sticks. There's a world in which it doesn't. Um, I mean, what what is the other option? Like, you get Captain a new... Cornwell. Uh, no, no. You know what? I'd be into it just because, like, the show needs another woman on the cast also. And I think Cornwall's rad. I don't think that that's where that show's going. No, I don't think that's where it's going, but, like, Though, she's there. if you make, like, a psychologist the captain of the starship on this Brian Fuller Star Trek, that is the most ridiculous thing you could ever do. <laughs> yeah, no, like, there are there are upsides to that. <laughs> you know. I don't think it's necessarily the right choice, but, like, I really like her character, and I'm glad she's still around. Yes. Because uh, I, I saw enough of the preview to see her and Sarek show up. I was like, hey! Yeah, it's our favorite side characters. Everyone's here. I don't have a beard now. Yep. Cornwell, the only one who doesn't get a mirror counterpart, really. No. That's fine. Paul Stamets, uh, not confirmed. Yeah, Nebulous. So is straight. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna read him as straight forever. Uh, I mean, he's basically 
evil space otacon so yes like you can't get more straight than that you can't That's true. possibly get more straight you know otacon's the only person who literally slept with a woman who killed herself <laughs> shortly thereafter because she slept with otacon <laughs> oh i could cure this easily curable uh illness but i guess i'd rather die for stupid thematic reasons than ever see this guy i fucked again <laughs> yeah oh and with that this episode's done because we're done talking about stuff yes uh you know where we are this is like a bad episode jackson why don't you tell people what other podcasts will be out today and oh we'll right yeah we have we have two podcasts dropping right now one is just uh, dropped before recording um the great gundam project reaches the finale of mobile suit gundam um where everything everything wraps up the whole series done it is a really long episode it's a really long episode we take everyone's emails uh it's a good time i hope you enjoy uh which means that if you are a subscriber for one dollar a month to patreon.com slash normal mapping you can enjoy that now if you are not then the first episode of the zeta gundam podcast will be free the first episode of every uh season of gundam will be free we don't know how we're going to like deal with the film stuff will be just be the premium. film stuff will not be free <laughs> yeah well the first half of the film but no so anytime there's a series uh the first um first episode will be free so yes you can dip your toe in that way and if you haven't listened to the great gundam project uh probably you know if you don't know what gundam is don't start there but if you know what gundam is come and see what we're doing uh we're also releasing abnormal mapping in about two hours from now so the actual audio probably is up or goes up in five minutes so uh well, no, it would be thirty-five minutes. So I can, I can do the it's, video. It's time. scheduled. I, I don't remember what I schedule it for. You schedule it on the hour, so it'll okay. be either thirty-five minutes or two hours. Usually, it's two a.m. Anyway, yeah. that's those are all coming out. The abnormal mapping this week uh, month is about Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, uh, we have Sam on as our first Patreon episode. Anyone who subscribes for uh, ten dollars a month is allowed to for take six control months. of the show for six months. Oh yes, once every six months. Yes, you get a, uh, was how we worked that out, which yes. I think is it's cool. Uh, you can like either sh- like guest on the show, or if you don't want to guest, you can still tell us what to do and be like, play this. Yeah, we have we have a friend who's maybe going to be on this show someday when they hit that goal. Yes. So they'll make a us read people, a terrible book or something. A lot of people. Uh, want us to watch uh, one a lot of people trying to claim certain gundam spots because you're all a bunch of weebs yeah not so many people claiming star trek stuff but hey you know if you want to be on when we talk about wrath of khan you can do that we don't have any plans to cover the movies anytime soon so no i mean we keep talking about that Kelvinverse thing but discovery kind of pushed that out of the way yeah i mean we'll we'll do kelvin no one's gonna want to be on for Kelvinverse, so i'm not worried oh, about we- that weird yeah weird. no i know weird <laughs> yeah strange anyway uh you can find the other podcasts we do at abnormalmapping.com there's the amory score at com. it's good uh there's fireside friends which katie has just showed up again uh, they yep. are recording monthly now i listened to the new one recently it's a very very good uh very good podcast that is a good show uh, it is alan ryan and katie uh good show they recently did an episode about doki doki literature club speaking of visual novels you do novel not new um, i do which should be coming back in the next couple weeks yes because everything's been a bit up in the air there's no plans but we're we everyone's played the game so it'll happen it'll happen soon uh we have like vague plans for the movie uh the movie cast that we hit the goal on a while ago it's it's a real mess yes real mess right now but things are slowly coalescing as they are want to do thank you very much for listening that was star trek we'll have more to talk about when the episode is better and we're having a better time um yeah no please look forward to uh the next two episodes the last two episodes they're gonna wrap everything up it'll be nice because 
Do you think episode the season ends on a cliffhanger? Oh no way! If they do that, they're dead. They can't. You cannot end every single episode on a cliffhanger and like then end the season on a cliffhanger. I don't know. I totally. Think I mean, you, you can. can. Yes, you totally no. Can. I mean, even old Star Trek, like outside of TOS, ended every season on a cliffhanger. That's such like a '90s television thing, though. Hannibal ends every season on a crazy cliffhanger that changes everything. Oh, they're gonna, they're gonna do that, aren't they? I mean, like, oh. if you want your wish of, like, them accidentally ending up in TNG times, that is entirely a Hannibal-level twist that would have existed. Well, no, so when they do, like, oh, I overshot, we are late by, and I'm like, say 200 years, say 200 years, say 200 years. Nine months. Boo. Boo, that's not even late. Cornwall like, has I... had Gabriel Lorca's Mirror Universe baby. <laughs> I guess that's enough time for that to happen. Fuck yes, off. it totally is. <laughs> God, nine months is such Lorca. a like very specific number because it has like a very like cultural meaning of a baby could have been conceived and born in that time. <laughs> Good thing there's only one person who canonically fucked who stayed behind in the universe. <laughs> Fuck. I don't think that's where they're going, but it would be really no, hilarious if it was. I, I think that's just a coincidence. Yes. What a dumb thing. Yeah, for sure. Wait, does that mean oh, that we're in like 2257 or whatever now? I mean, we've been in 2057 for a... Or you know what I mean? Like, are, there, are they in a different year? Are we one year closer to TOS? That happened... Like, no, because that happened in... One of the episodes was in December, so I think they were, like, in February when they left. December was episode one, I think. Which is six months before. Oh, I don't have the time to go through the, memory the, alpha The right date now. she says, like, December whatever is the very first log in the pilot, and that's before the war starts, then there's six months into the war or whatever, and then there's nine months past that. So we are... Like, so no, episode three happens in oh. November twenty two fifty six. Okay, which means that we will probably be late twenty two fifty seven at the end of chapter two. Okay, which means that we'll probably be twenty two fifty eight next time. Is my assumption. That's only eight years before TOS, Jackson. <laughs> I know. And if this season, if this show runs <laughs> into <any> TOS, <laughs> what if they I mean, do the Voyager thing and they just make little hops forward in time over and over again, and then they end up in TOS times? <laughs> Yeah, what if the series ends with them all wearing the TOS uniforms? Oh, uh, I I can't imagine that looking good. I mean, it'd be whatever, you know, modernized version of them. But I bet, I, I would not be surprised. I don't even know if I want this, but I would not be surprised if there's a big, we're all wearing the red, yellow, and blue uniforms now. What if there's a season where half the cast wear the red, yellow, and blue uniforms, and half of them wear the old uniforms? <laughs> it's just, it's just, a, it's just a television special, like they did yeah. a TV movie. Yep. <laughs> that's only for us. That's for no one. No, that's not true. It's actually for an alarming amount of people. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone saw Generations, and we're like, why is only half of them wearing the uniform? And the answer oh. is very stupid. Oh, it's such a stupid answer, man. Star Trek's pretty good. 